hello. Before you get to this episode of Between Two Mics, I want to tell you a little bit about Mike's Podcast Club. I'm Vic Elizabeth Turnbull, a podcast producer based in the UK, and I love Squadcast. I use it all the time to do all of my remote recordings. Now, Mike's Podcast Club is a monthly meetup and community for podcasters from everywhere. Mike's Podcast Club exists to help podcasters, to help each other make absolutely brilliant podcasts. To find out more and to join the community in RSVP to one of our upcoming meetups online, may I add, head to meetup.com forward slash MikePod. That's M-I-C-P-O-D. Our next meetup is on the 8th of September and we have podcasting legend, Ollie Mann from Answer Me This, coming to do a little Q&A with our community. I'll see you then. Right, let's get to Between Two Mics. Hey listener, Rock here. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Between Two Mics. This is a series we're calling Squad Stories. While Zach is away, we thought it'd be fun to bring you interviews with the rest of the Squadcast team. But as always, we want to hear your squad story. So please head over to squadcast.fm slash share to submit a squad shot, an audio clip, or really anything. We just want to amplify you on all of our socials. In this episode, we talk with Anthony Pelot. Anthony is a software engineer here at Squadcast. And Anthony and I chat about what makes him a true full stack engineer. More on that later. But also his eclectic background, ranging from musician to gamer to skater. And finally, what it's like to build software for creators. Thanks as always for listening. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Between Two Mics, the podcast that brings you remote recording resources from Squadcast.fm. I'm Rock Felder, co-founder and CFO of Squadcast. And I'm Zach Moreno, co-founder and CEO. On Between Two Mics, we bring you interviews with podcasters, experts in the field of remote recording, we discuss current events in podcasting, and so much more. Twice a month, you'll hear a Founders episode. That's just the two of us chatting about all things remote recording. Updates to Squadcast, what we're up to, and what we're listening to. The other two weeks of the month, we'll bring you interview episodes. Zach and I will sit down with experts in the podcast space to discuss their companies, their podcasts, their thoughts on podcasting, creating content, and more. The most exciting part? We're recording all of this on Squadcast, the best place to record remote audio and video interviews in studio quality. So let's get between two mics. Anthony Pilo, thank you for joining us today. Software engineer at Squadcast. You've been with us a couple of months now. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm having a blast so far. This is an incredible community to be working with and uh, building stuff for. Well, couldn't be more happy to have you on board. And we're going to talk about all that stuff today, all the things you're doing as a software engineer here at Squadcast. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk about who are you? Who's Anthony? Man, that, that's an interesting question. Who am I? It, well, it is. <laughs> I mean, to start off, I'm a nerd. I, I'm a, a deep down at my core, I'm a huge nerd. I'm into gaming, uh, D&D, tabletop gaming, video games. Uh, you know, I used to be a skater, a bit of a punk rock kind of mm -hmm. kid back in high school. So I play a lot of music. 
and uh, actually even to get it into the bluegrass music with my family bands. I get the feeling you're very eclectic and I find you fascinating. You have your hands in like all these different activities, but I, did I just hear you have a family band? I think that's a new one. I Let's have talk a family band. Yeah. I actually, I have a funny picture right here that my mom sent me just about a week ago. Found an huh. old picture of me playing along with my grandpa and oh, that's my mom, amazing. my aunts and uncles. I'm actually on the uh, fiddle there. I see you, you little nope. fiddler. That was uh, that was kind of how I grew up. Big uh, musical family and uh, very large family. Uh, I grew up in Idaho, so uh, up in the mountains, basically, as you can see in the picture, we are back in, in the mountains somewhere, just playing music for fun. And uh, yeah, that that was how I grew up. Uh, was kind of disconnected from tech for a while and uh, got introduced to it. Probably, oh, I was just getting into high school, and it just opened up a whole new world for me. It kind of split tracks for me. And suddenly I was into music and computers. Wow. So uh, still have that audio background, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And working with the the bands that I've played in, both uh, the bluegrass and the punk rock bands I played in back in high school, uh, one of the key things that really attracted me to it was the technology side, building up the the PA systems and doing the mixing. And, and we even recorded a couple CDs, uh, both for ourselves and, and other bands that we were playing with. We'd set up our whole living room with uh, mixing boards and microphones. And we had a 10-piece ska band in there for a week. It was It was pretty great. Wow. Do you still play as a family or do you play uh, for yourself? And, and what else do you play? It looks like you, you fiddle a little bit, but I imagine you fiddle with other things too, right? Oh, yeah. Fiddle with everything. <laughs> so yeah, the family still plays. Uh, I play with them when I go up uh, back to Idaho to visit. Uh, but they actually just last weekend uh, went and performed at a bluegrass festival in Bannock, Montana. It's a ghost town. It's very tiny. They do like mm -hmm. old Western shootouts and you can watch them blow glass. And, and it's all during this bluegrass festival where rather than having stages, the bluegrass bands actually roam around the ghost town and they'll set up on the porch of the old church or, uh, you know, in the schoolhouse and they'll play for a couple hours. And as you're wandering around, there's just different groups of, of music going on. That's really cool. And it kind of makes sense to me why uh, Squadcast or the, the podcast community is a good fit because uh, you have this audio background. Like you said, you're, you're a nerd, a gamer, uh, gaming and podcasting. They kind of swim in similar circles. Oh, yeah. uh, what would you say, though, you're the, the nerdiest at when it comes to these uh, nerdy topics? And I feel like ner nerd is the wrong word because it's just uh, it's more I like passion, obsession. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. As far as uh, where I am the most nerdy, it's it's got to be into like the D and D style of of gaming, but mixed in a weird way with with computers. Uh, the way I even got into software engineering was uh, exploring fantasy books when I was young. Read tons and tons of fantasy books and just loved living in that fantasy world. And I didn't have friends that played D and D. They didn't introduce me to the the game that way. I, I was on mm -hmm. the internet back. Prodigy, CompuServe, early AOL, and the, the online games at the time were purely text-based. They, they just chatted with people and you could emote and play your character and, and run around and fight and group up with people, but it was just like a scrolling book. And I loved that. That, that was kind of my entrance into wanting to know more about how computers work and wanting to build these types of things. And so for my 14th birthday, I picked up a C programming for dummies and I started learning Linux, C and building these, uh, they're called MUDs, old uh, text-based games. 
And yeah, that, that's been a passion. I still, just on my free time, I constantly, I, I have a, a vision of someday having a, a secret little mud game buried in the console of a website that I'm working on. So, And you're not just a software engineer, right? You, you have another uh, engineering background. Is, is it mechanical, correct? So yeah, I actually worked as an auto mechanic for several years. Uh, I did not get a mechanical engineering degree, but yeah, it's uh, basically... Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it's the same kind of like working with your hands, which is a lot different from the software engineering. And uh, on the mechanical side of things, it's it's a kind of a big umbrella, not just automotive. I worked as an electrician for a couple of years as well. And uh, even spent one summer working as an asphalt loader at an asphalt plant. And uh, yeah, so getting dirty and getting down with my hands is kind of the other aspect of, of where I almost went. What path was that? When did you, I imagine there was some fork in the road where you uh, decided to, to go software engineering, but what, what do you think you would have done otherwise? Yeah. Coming out of high school, I was an auto mechanics kid. You know, that's what I studied in high school. Uh, every year I was there, I was winning competitions and was lined up to go to school for it. And it just kind of, it didn't feel good. I, I, I loved working on my own cars, but I hated working on other people's. It was a great hobby, but it just, it, I didn't like the job. So I kept exploring. I knew I liked computers at that time. I was gaming and, and doing that kind of stuff. And uh, so I started actually exploring the audio engineering round, um, looked at going to school for that as well, and uh, really kind of pushed that locally. Um, didn't ever do anything big, but I ended up uh, doing a lot of audio production for um, local bands and even some big events. Um, there was uh, and where I grew up in Idaho, the local tribe throws a huge powwow every year. And so we had mm. tribes from all over the country coming in to do their powwow. And uh, I, I had to do the audio setup for a big outdoor event like that. Uh, that was probably the crown like of my pro audio career. And uh, after a couple of years of that, not really ever finding like an actual career path for myself, I found myself just kind of always helping people with computers, finding jobs related to computers. And that just kind of took over. And I finally decided by the time I turned 26, that it, that was the thing I was going to do. I was going to go to school for it. And I was just going to focus on that. Oh, right on. Yeah. I think I felt like when I was uh, 26, I started getting my ish together and figuring out the the kind of person I wanted to be too. It takes a little time sometimes. Yeah. It took me some time too. Um, and that's what I tell my, my younger cousin. I was like, don't worry. I think it seems to be common in males, at least from my perspective, where it takes us a little bit longer to figure out what, what do we want to do. But uh, it sounds like you are like a super engineer, though, like hardware, software, no task is too small for you. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I like to make the joke. I'm, I'm the true full stack engineer. You know, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. how high up or down you want to go on the stack. There's something that I'm going to be able to do there. So jack of all trades, generalist, that's that's kind of how I've presented myself and really worked on myself. It's hard for me to to narrow down into one thing. I'm ADD. Like I, I'm always jumping into a new project and you just have to lean into it at some point and just be like, I'm going to be good at a lot of things and maybe not the best at one specific thing, but good at a lot of things. Let's take a short breather. We'll be right back. Hello, Squadcaster. Ariel, your community manager here with a quick message. At the beginning of this episode, you heard a pre-roll ad from a Squadcast customer. They told you a bit about their podcast and then gave us a nice introduction into this week's episode of Between Two Mics. If you record your podcast on Squadcast, you can submit one of these pre-roll ads too. We want to show off your podcast. For details on submitting an ad for your show, head to squadcast.fm share. That's our new content submission page. 
In addition to voice clips, you can submit squad shots, feature videos, and more. Again, head to squadcast.fm slash share. Super easy URL to remember. It's squadcast.fm slash what? Share. Squadcast.fm slash share to submit your voice clip so that we can feature you on this podcast. Okay, let's get back to the show. How about the type of uh, content you watch or, or listen to? I imagine it's probably eclectic and all over the place too, just get just from what I'm getting from you. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been living on YouTube for most of my content. It, it changes every once in a while. Uh, you know, I've gone through a couple of phases of content, and right now I am all about YouTube and uh, Linus Tech Tips videos and Critical Role videos. That's, I mean, that's probably 50% of my my just kind of relaxing on the TV time right now. Uh, with podcasts, I actually have only recently started getting into podcasts. I've realized I've listened to things like podcasts for a very long time, but uh, yeah, yeah, started actually going out and finding podcasts, subscribing to podcasts. And uh, I found uh, Behind the Bastards has been one of my favorite in that respect. Robert Evans is just a brilliant guy and it's just mm. great commentary. Kind of all over the place still. Even uh, tried to dip my feet back into skating a little bit. Uh, bought a new pair of inline skates, watched some videos and got out. And hopefully I'm not going to break anything, but so far so good. <laughs> so how's it getting back on the board though? Was it like riding a bike, so to speak? Yeah. Strap on those wheels to my feet with the skates. And yeah, I'm, I'm jumping off of things. It's great. That's right. So it was back. You're back. Like it's not like uh, you have to learn uh, that skill set again, right? There's there's a couple things I, I have not worked up the nerve to try yet. I was I was pretty ballsy when I was young. I, I would do tricks, jump over things and stuff that now I'm like, I'm, I, I don't want to hurt myself. I'm fine. Just kind of rolling down the road. <laughs> and you did some events, uh, on skates, right? Now that, now that the, my memory's coming back to me on some of these previous discussions we had, what, what were those again? Yeah. So here in San Francisco, we have some awesome kind of events that happen. I mean, it's big city, lots of cool stuff. And for the, the roller skaters and the rollerbladers out there, there's a Friday night skate and uh, it's a tour of the entire like North Beach area of the city. We start on the Embarcadero and go all down the river, the waterfront, and then dip into the city. Go through some cool hills. Everything is is very uh, approachable for any kind of skate level, and. Uh, it's, it's just long. It's about 12 miles all the way through the city. We do it in about three or four hours. And the whole time we're pushing along a, a stroller with a boombox speaker on it, just blasting music, lights, everybody's dancing. It's a great time. That sounds amazing. And and that's picking back up again now that uh, we're start, things are starting to open up there, right? So have you gone to one since uh, yeah. since the post, post 2020? Yeah, I, I, I had to stop going to them when the pandemic started getting bad. So I haven't picked that sure. back up. Um, that is definitely on the wish list, though. That is such a good time. It sounds amazing. So I look forward to hearing about that. And uh, yeah, no kidding. Jack of all trades. You're, you're a skater. You're a musician. True full stack engineer, which is actually what I want to get back on, is uh, highlighting the work that you're doing here at Squadcast. So what is being a software engineer to you? And, and uh, what's the work that you've been doing here at Squadcast so far? For me, it's building tools that support people. I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. core of software engineering is we're looking for ways to solve those little problems that get in your way. And so if you're trying to do something and, you know, be it creative or just productive, you know, stuff that needs to get done, then often you can automate those processes and introduce tools that just make the job happen faster, quicker, and be fun. And so that's what I focus on building here. I want to find what our our users are using and what they're doing with it and try to build tools that enable them to do more, do more of, of the things that they not only are wanting to do, but 
the fun part of working with creative people is that if you build them something like a tool and just give them access to using it, they'll find new creative ways to use it that you didn't even think of to begin with. It's scary as a software engineer when people start using things you in ways you weren't thinking of. And But the creativity feedback from that is just awesome. Just seeing that back and forth between what we build, how people use it, how we can improve on that. And how's it been working with uh, creators like podcasters? Is that a newer customer base or user base rather for, for you? Certainly. Yeah. Um, most of mm. the people I've worked with in the past have been very kind of suit and tie type of people. Uh, you know, I've worked a lot with lawyers. Uh, I've worked a lot uh, with some government institutions and working with creators is such a different vibe. Uh, it's it's not just about getting the thing done and just, you know, completing whatever the task is. It's it's really about opening doors. It's about facilitating that creative process. And so, you know, there are things that may seem like a bug and it's not working quite the right way, but people are using it in a way that just opens up your mind about new ways to, to introduce features and, and ways to help people produce better content. Yeah. I mean, that's totally what, uh, what we're trying to do here at Squadcast. So I'm, I'm glad to you, uh, glad to hear you feel that way. And I think your insight as a, you know, not just a, a talented software developer, but also having this audio experience, I imagine has got to help kind of get you, uh, to be kind of more empathetic than maybe most software engineers that are just coming at it from a tech perspective. How do you think that's helped uh, you out here? Definitely helps put myself in that position of a, of mm. a user, knowing the kind of struggles that you have to deal with and the kind of uh, issues that are going to crop up when you're trying to work with all of this equipment. And, uh, you know, uh, one e example of this is just simply, you know, plugging things in and out of uh, your computer, adding a new camera, moving a microphone. That's the kind of thing that, you want to just work. You know, if I plug in a new camera, I want it to work. And so those kind of fine grained features are what we focus on making sure are really clean. We don't want you to have any kind of problems when you're doing stuff that you should expect to work just right out the gate. I hear you. That's like uh, when we first got this started, one of the uh, podcaster coaches, they basically just told Zach, it just needs to work. And I was like, well, yes, we, we agree on that. <laughs> but that's like, at fundamentally, that's it. Just as long as it works, it's reliable. You can reliably get that quality. That's kind of, that's our job, right? Anthony, looking forward to the future. What are you most excited about with what we got coming up for Squadcast? Yeah. So Squadcast, uh, I mean, the next big update, like the one that we're thinking about is so exciting. It it's it adds so much to the the product that I I'm, can't imagine all the ways that it's going to be used. So I'm super excited about that. Um, obviously, I can't say too much about what we're doing, but you know the collaboration that it's going to enable is just going to just be through the roof. I'm really excited to see how that turns out over the next couple of months. I, I think so too. I think it's going to be a game changer and. Um... Yeah. Collaboration, I would say, is a, a good way to put it. Is there any other Scooby Snacks we can give to the folks without, you know, releasing Ooh. too much? I mean, it's it, the big part of collaboration is is you want to be able to work with other people and getting other people involved with your process. And so I guess that's that's the biggest Scooby Snack is, is you know, how are <laughs> we going to get more people involved with the process and still take the workload off of you? How do we, you know, make it easier to do what you need to do while doing it with other people? Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you dancing that fine line between, uh, you know, trying to give folks what they want, but still, you know, uh, keep some things close to the chest. So thank you for uh, indulging me there. How about you personally? What, what are you most excited about for, for Anthony? Oh, man. This new normal is is 
an exploration. And that's exciting. Coming out of a pandemic and, you know, finally being able to have a reality that's a little more closer to my own. I've always been the kind of person that likes to stay in, work from home. I, I feel like the world shifted and got a little closer to me. So uh, that's <laughs> that's the exciting thing for me is is kind of seeing how the world evolves with this and, and how we come out of this pandemic and reach this new normal and what, what new ways we're going to be working together. And there's a lot of ways we're leaning on tech for that, which means that there's a lot of room for me to add my piece. That's funny you mentioned that because... Um when the whole shelter in place thing was happening and I'd already been working from home for about two years now and really liking it. Like I, I, um, I mean, as weird as it is, sometimes the only time I would go outside was like to go shopping or, or to the gym or something like that. And that was pre pandemic. So I was already kind of in that group. So I can relate to you in that way. And I remember when the shelter in place was happening and it was like starting to become more apparent that it was not going to be just like a two weeker or a month long thing. I remember thinking to myself, we're going to figure out how many people are actually introverts the way that they kind of like brag about it. Like it's kind of, you know, how it's similar to like being a nerd is cool now, or being an introvert is like more talked about now than ever. I felt like, and then I saw it on Twitter of these people, like, I need to see people. I need to do this. And it's like, oh, these are the, you're not, everyone's learning how introverted they are or not. And uh, for me, yeah, it wasn't too big of a, of a swing for better or for worse. So uh, I could totally relate that it was kind of, uh, I, I, I was fine, but I was actually kind of surprised how fine I was, if that makes any sense. But did you know going into it, like, oh, I'm good. Like, I, I'm, I'm, this is my jam. I thought I would handle it 100%, like no problems. And I, I found my bottom. I found that, you know, there is a limit Ooh. to my introversion. And I, I got to get out a little bit every once in a while. So it's kind of nice realizing that I, I feel like I now know my limits and I don't need to test them anymore. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for everything to open back up, um, being able to hang out the couple of times we've got to get together here in the city have been awesome. And excited for more of that Seriously. to happen. Oh, yes. Definitely more of that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, too. And yeah, all the things like opening back up, you know, skate, skating, opening back up, all, all you know, just like it's, it's been great. Are you thinking of picking up any other skills or talents or hobbies? I mean, uh, it doesn't sound like you kind of stay put on one single thing. Yeah. I mean, I've got a wish list of things that is probably a mile long. Um, one of the things I studied in school were FPGAs, um, kind of like uh, microcontrollers, uh, little processing chips that work differently than regular computers and could do some cool things. And they make little development boards. Um, Gene, one of our other engineers, also really into them. So um, thought about picking up a little electronics type project, uh, do something like that. But I, I, the thing that itches me a little bit more than that is probably trying to join a band again. That kind of hitting the mm. bottom and finding that need to, to connect and, and be a social person. And I, I miss having a band. I miss playing music with people. So, uh, you know, going home every once in a while to do it is, is great. But having somebody that I could play with around here would just probably be the next big thing I'm looking for. Yeah, that'd be awesome. How does one do that? Do you go on meetup.com looking for bandmates Rags or like, how does that happen? I mean, yeah, all, <laughs> all of the above. Um, the way it's always happened for me is you, you go into shows and that's something that I'm, I'm excited to start picking up again is live music and shows. And San Francisco is a phenomenal place to be for that. Uh, Oakland has some amazing shows over there as well. So I'm, I'm going to be spoiled for options as soon as everything opens back up. And hopefully that helps facilitate it. But in the meantime, obviously Discord groups groups, Craigslist, anything uh, where you can just kind of be like, hey, anybody else interested in doing this thing? 
Is there a particular genre that you want to focus on? Because that's eclectic in its own right, right? Sure. Yeah. I, I tend to play a little bit all over. I branch a lot between punk and folk music. So something that kind of lives in between there. I don't know if you've ever heard the band Flogging Molly, but it's it's a really perfect kind of mashup of all those uh, different aspects. A huge band. They got a mandolin player, a violinist, Irish folk, but it's fast. It's punk. You, oh, wow. You, you jump into the mosh pit when, when they're playing. So... Uh, something along that lines. Um, other bands that I'm kind of uh, really interested in, Blink-182 is an old favorite of mine, that pop punk kind of sure. energetic feel. Uh, Anti-Flag, some of the more kind of aggressive political bands. Uh, yeah, anything around that line is probably what I'd be aiming for. But I've I've played in, you know, top 20 type bands, uh, bluegrass bands. I'm, I have fun with everything. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll find a metal band. That would be that would be pretty fun. <laughs> well, just let us know when you start performing yeah. again, because we want to. We'd love to see you and go support you. You don't have to just meet up for podcaster events, you know. Oh, we should do a remote band and figure out how to record it all on Squadcast and release our band product that way. It would be great. So, yeah. So, speaking of unintended use cases that we predicted that the people would use Squadcast for, we did think that even though it's not necessarily set up for that now would be like folks collaborating on creating music uh, remotely. And uh, I think, you know, we'd probably want to make some improvements to the product to facilitate that workflow a little bit better. I'm sure you have some ideas about that. But yeah, that was definitely something we saw. Those unintended or unexpected, I should say, use cases are something that has definitely been fascinating for, for us to, to see as well. Yeah, there's some there's some not too hard things we could do, I think, that might make all of that work a little better. And that's the those are the kind of things I love doing, just little tools that allow people to to do something new and fun. Well, that's what's amazing to me about software engineers, man, is like the, you know, I know that it's not magic, but it feels like you are able to create magic and you, you move so fast and come up with these amazing ideas that impact the lives of, you know, tens of thousands of customers that we have right now recording on Squadcast. So yeah, I really appreciate it. And it's been great to get you here on the show, learn a bit, a little bit more about you and the work that you're doing at Squadcast. And yeah, I look forward to hearing about the skating events, the band getting back together and all the, all the Big things plans. going on with you, Anthony. Thanks for your time awesome. today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Between Two Mics. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you learned something or we intrigued you a bit, let us know on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching for Squadcast FM. And if you want to show the podcast some love, you can leave us a rating or review wherever it is you're listening right now. This show is put together by us, Zach and Rock. It's mixed and produced by Vince Moreno with help from Ariel Nissenblatt. Our logo is designed by Alex Wedby. Since we're a podcast about podcasts, we want to shout out the brands and products that we trust. We're recording using Squadcast.fm, and here's our current stack. For recording, we're using ATR 2100 mics, Apple AirPods Max headphones, and Focusrite Scarlett 2i2 audio interfaces. We edit the show on Adobe Audition, and our hosting site is Simplecast. That's it for us this week. We're back next week with more from Between These Mics.